We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Hey folks, welcome back to the e-commerce leader, the podcast for those who want to be the best e-commerce leader they can be. If that's you, keep listening. We are in the middle of discussing product development today, how to design your own unique products, which is a fantastic thing to do if you want to have a very defensible business and a very long-term profit margin from um, the arc of a product. If it's unique, you own it, you own the intellectual property and everything else around it, then you've got something very, very valuable that could be the basis for a really solid, valuable, sellable business. It's, however, quite involved and you need to think the process through. So if you're relatively new to it, or even if you've been doing it for a while, but you'd like to check your process against what other people do, stay tuned and we will guide you through it. Okay, so you've got your customizations done. You've got your minimum order, you know, quantity is the, the next step or, you, you know, you, you get your commercial run of the product or what's the next step? Well, this is going to vary a lot depending on where you're sourcing. And this is why I'm always very keen these days on a situation where we've talked about this before, but it's worth reiterating that if you can create a situation where you can do quite a small batch of, you know, commercial, not just samples, but a commercially viable batch of, say, 100 units, that's just a much lower risk. Because you still you've you've given it to ten people, maybe it's the third prototype that everyone out of ten people, eight people said, Yeah, I really like this. Okay, well you've got some kind of data. By the way, that's way more feedback than mm-hmm. most people out there. Ninety five percent people just don't bother. The smart people I do, they do. It really is a, a striking difference. But even so, it's a bit of a risk. So if you if you're sourcing haunt handcrafted rural goods you could probably go for 100 150 units minimum order quantity if you're in china mm-hmm. and it's custom made generally speaking it's going to be depending on the price point 500,000 units so you basically i would suggest that you go as small as you can get in order to really just get a bit of a, yeah. a hint from the market about whether they like it or not before you commit a ton of money really can you negotiate on price at that point or on minimum order quantities or are you pretty much at the you know you're just at the mercy of the manufacturer. Well, kind of. I mean, a, a few things to say about that. First of all, and this is a bit hard to get your head around for, for most of my clients, but I think it's valid, which is I want to see whether if we do this at scale, the numbers are going to make sense. So mm-hmm. assuming for the moment and assumptions, as long as you know what they are, they're okay, but you shouldn't keep them as assumptions, you should test them. But assuming that the product... Um, to market fit is now there because you've taken Mm -hmm. a lot of trouble over that. Now I need to see is, is the profit going to be there? So if I go back to the manufacturer and say, okay, great. We like this prototype number three. By the way, there's often a bronze, silver, gold prototype, which is what a friend of mine, uh, client, Ashley Pierce, who who also took that from Tesco's, you're often going to find it's the third sort of iteration on a product that's the one that you can actually use, right? That tends to be the case. doesn't have to be, could be four, could then... Okay, you got that. Then you need to go and negotiate and say, okay, if I order a thousand of these, mm-hmm. what price do you give me? And then you look at the numbers and you run some numbers based on your understanding of where it might go with Amazon or Shopify or whatever, and then negotiate based on those numbers. So if you can't make a profit even on paper based on some reasonable expectations, I think it's a bit premature to be launching the product. Once I've done that, 
I might then well say, okay, so if it's say 500 units and it's rawly hand uh, handmade, yeah. therefore I can probably get a smaller MOQ. I would say, okay, so maybe they're going to sell it to me for ten dollars a unit for for 500 units. Great. I'm going to say, look, I want 100 units to test them. I'm prepared to commit to to 500 once we've done that. What price can you give me there? And I don't really care if I just sell those at break even or a small loss because the sure. point is to test the market. So yeah. at that point, I might be prepared to pay 15 or even 20 bucks a unit for 100 units get them out there do a bit of a launch see if there's any kind of market adaptation and you know maybe it's 200 maybe it's more but it's yeah. a smaller a number most um of the clients that we work with who really do well have found product opportunities that have a really nice markup multiple you know not three times i mean some yeah. of the clients that we work with that do really well six to 15 times markup or wow. more 15 and is high <laughs> it's crazy yeah. i mean and 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 so i mean i think if you're new to all of this and you think well i could double my you know spend a thousand dollars in product and make two thousand dollars if i you know do it at this price point that's where these ideas fall apart and the Absolutely. veteran business operators say to themselves i'm not getting out of this deal alive if i don't get four five six times markup at least and then yeah. other people will be like wait that's way too high but i think the proven operators just realize if they don't have margin in a product at best if they sell it direct to consumer they'll be building a list of customers but at worst if they sell it on amazon they won't even be making a break-even number yeah right True. Yeah, you've got to run the numbers. As I said, like I promised, I mean, I, I literally yesterday sat down and went through a spreadsheet with six tabs with a poor client of mine. His brain was hurting by the end. So I take the numbers yeah. extremely seriously. And I actually ran it past a cash flow projection expert who I'd happened to interview the day before. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you've got to take the numbers seriously. And if that's not your bag, please get somebody involved who does. But all I would say is, first of all, yes, you've got to get, you'll probably find the numbers such that you need to source at 25% or 20% of the selling price or, mm -hmm. or, or you know, lower. I mean, six times markup is is good 15 is extraordinary yeah. it does exist not so easy to find but mm -hmm. but in the end you've just got to run the numbers such that you end up with uh, whatever you've you personally define as an acceptable yeah. net profit net meaning net of everything including tax so again you've got to come up with some projections before you even place an order and in my opinion i mean you can go ahead without doing any projections but then you're really driving blind because if it doesn't look good on paper, it sure as heck isn't going to get any better in real life because there's yeah. always some snag in real life you'd never thought of. So, yeah, running the numbers is really important. And that's part of what takes time in negotiation because you can run the numbers. It doesn't work. You go back, then you decide what features to ditch mm -hmm. or maybe you mm -hmm. compromise on the packaging or whatever it is, you know, and mm -hmm. then back and forth. Yeah. And of course, at some point in this process, you're going to be testing your pricing power as well. And if you do come out with a new shiny, happy, amazing product that's better than anything else out there, the question is, do you have pricing power? Will people pay more for it? And the question is, how much more and how successful can you be at that higher price? And so really the journey beyond this sixth step is all about sales and marketing, isn't it? And figuring yes. out whether, you know, a match to the marketplace yes. with an interesting new product. Let's assume those things go well. <laughs> You're off to the races, aren't you? You've got yeah. a new product out in the universe that people are excited about yeah. and you've got margin in it. And the beautiful part, of course, we know, which is what everyone's heard about is just these amazing stories where, you know, one viral TikTok video or Instagram shout out from an influencer is all the magic that needs to happen to make your product blow up. 
and Amazon frequently in categories is an unstoppable sales machine. And I guess, you know, I don't want to leave people with a downer set of this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. The truth (laughs) is this is work. Yes. And, and there are people every day who are threading this needle. Absolutely right. And who are coming to market with exciting new opportunities for customers who are wowed and impressed by what has been created and are excited to pay for it. And new businesses are born every day. I think that's the most amazing part to me is this journey of uh, discovery and then of success. And again, I, Kyle and I work with coaching clients that we see over and over and over have done this well. And I don't know. I mean, I just, that's to me where this gets really exciting is to say, this is the makings of a life changing business. You know, I agree. And here's the interesting thing about what we've been discussing. The process sounds a lot of hard work. As you said, it is work, but the two pieces of it that I think are really missing from most people's processes, not the good people that I know, but the average and average is toast by the way on Amazon or, or Mm -hmm. Google these days is that you're in close contact with the customers before you get the product and you mm-hmm. close contact with them before you scale the product production such that you already know that somebody loves you before you even put it out there on Amazon or, or Google or whatever. Yeah. So you've already kind of proven it before you go scaling. And that's actually more reassuring. It's more work, but it's way more reassuring to have had 10 people go, this is amazing. If you're not in doubt, order another 10 and find another 10 people to sell it manually. Then you've got 20 people who said, this is really great. That's a really good reason to go and order 500. That's way more reassuring than the traditional thing is when you do a load of Helium 10 research, you have no idea what people think because you never talk to them. Um, You look at the product reviews, but that only tells you what's competing on Amazon. It doesn't tell you what people really think outside of that or the context of their life or anything human. You don't understand the customer. So your marketing is going to be generic. But the great thing about this process, not only have you proven stuff before you launch, but also if you... If you've uh, chosen a winnable market, you know the need is there because you've really talked to people. You've created a great solution in the product. You've already looked at the numbers in advance. The launch should be relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Provided you've done even yeah. half of that job, a good percentage will click on the search results because they will be, you know, the product will look good and you'll have obviously yeah. got to do the, the job on the marketing. And assuming that you've got great images and a fair price, then you're like to get conversions if it solves the problem. And then all you've got to do is really articulate everything you've already done, articulate yeah. the problem, articulate why your product's the better solution. Now, if you're a veteran business operator or you've done this routine once or twice and hit some singles or doubles in American baseball terms, and you want to really go for the gusto, then I can tell you what um, one of the genius marketers that we've worked with previously did that makes this whole process almost even more magical. And that's that they started it with a Kickstarter campaign and pre-sold a whole community of people into this product creation journey. And if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, you can you know go geek out over it, Google it, go look at how they, they work. But basically, if you're very confident in your ability to execute on this process, you really can go launch it before anything happens, collect people's money through a Kickstarter campaign and have the tribe along with you. That is not just your aunt and your cousin and, you know, uh, your, your friend who feels pity for you, but you can go to people who are really passionate about new gadgets, products, whatever, whatever, have them pre-order. And there's a whole, you know, massive marketing system around doing Kickstarter 
campaign successfully. But if you can do that, and I would not do that your first time through this process, but if you're good at this and you do it through Kickstarter, you can fund the whole thing, have the tribe, have people ready, willing, and able to do the reviews and the feedback and the whole thing. I mean, you, you build a business out of it, you know, beforehand and during and after. Um, and it's a, it raises the stakes substantially, but yeah. people do that very effectively as well. And that really adds rocket fuel yeah. to someone's uh, product business. And it's I- an, an interesting angle. Again, in a sense, because you're pre-selling stuff, if people are pre-ordering, that means you as the marketer pre-selling. Then again, that's really, really smart because if you've got some kind of market adoption, I mean, it's a little bit different if if an investor is adopting something because they think they're going to make money. It's a bit of a different Mm -hmm. reason from people buying it because they think it'll solve the problem. But nevertheless, it's some Mm -hmm. kind of proof of market adoption of some description. And I, I think, again comes to the same idea my version is very primitive and sort of singles and doubles as you say but this is a more sort of scaled up version of the same idea which is before you invest your own money and time in a product pre-sell it you know in a sense and and find out what people really want yeah and uh, if people won't fund your kickstarter that could give you some useful information as well (laughs) why that might be absolutely right well this is a fantastic conversation man any final thoughts before we wrap up the the chat here yeah, I just think to the point you were making, it is kind of magic. I'm, I'm fortunate to work with a load of people and have a load of other people's friends who've, you know, literally sold businesses for seven figures, in some cases after three years, which is kind of incredible, but it's mm-hmm. just a fact. It sounds like something somebody made up, but it's just true. So it is amazing. I would say you need to assess whether you are really up for this game, because if you're not going to be, it's going to be all the, you know, well, maybe if you do a half job, if it takes you, I don't know, four months instead of nine and you spend $10,000 instead of 20 that it actually took, you just wasted four months and $10,000. You're better off to either not start or go 100%. And if you're Mm going to do this, run some numbers early because you'll probably find that the cash needed is a lot more than you wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's okay if you have a plan to raise that cash. Maybe it's a Kickstarter campaign. Maybe you go and sort of go around your friends who have a bit of wealth and, you know, looking for a more exciting return on it than bonds or whatever it is. You know, maybe you maybe maybe you think about loans but i wouldn't personally advise that for new product lines just i'm just saying but you know some people do whatever it is try and see the size of the the journey before you start it and either decide you're going up the mountain so go equipped go with the oxygen mask go with the snow boots or just don't go that's all i would say because the prize can be huge if you make it but if you stop halfway there's no booby prize for that well i love that i'm reminded of robert kiyosaki's uh quote, I'll do it roughly, which was when someone asked him, Robert, eight out of 10 businesses fail after the first two years. And after the first five years, it's like, you know, you know, 95 out of a hundred fail. So what are you talking about? Why why would anyone want to do this? And he, his response is, I don't care. He said, if my first business fails, I'll just start another one. And if that one fails, I'll start another one. And, you know, if you fail at this process, two, three, four, five times, you're going to become expert at it over time. So if you're really committed to this game plan, all I can say is, you know, very rarely does anyone get stuff right out of the gate. So commit to it, do it. If you fail, dust yourself off and go for it again, man. And as Robert Kiyosaki says, who cares? The only thing that's going to matter is after five or 10 years, you look back and think, "Ah, I got it right. I got it right after a while. And then that'll be an amazing time in your life. And it'll really be a corner to turn and uh, a future that will be changed because of business success. And 
and all that all all I can say is it's just mesmerizing to me to watch people change their futures radically by launching successful businesses and that to me is really really exciting to behold and it is um it is not just the special insanely smart people who can do that it is the everyday work a day guy or gal who can do that who just puts their head down and says i'm going to learn a process and i'm yeah. going to do it until i get it right and it's going to change my life and I mean, there's huge power in that. So that's the part of this that I really love. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation, man. I really appreciate the insights here and your perspective on all of this. Let me just say that the opportunity to work with you is there in terms of people working through this journey with you, if that's correct. So tell us more about how you can help people through consulting and coaching. Sure. So I only work with businesses that already have revenue these days. So I'm working with mm -hmm. a couple of guys who've got, you know, maybe a few ten, twenty thousand dollars a month going through the business. I've also worked with people who are doing a couple of million pounds a year, so whatever, just over two million bucks uh, a year with existing reselling businesses, mm -hmm. but wanting to add private labeling or custom products to the mix. So two options if you want to work one to one, amazingfba.com forward slash mentoring. And then if you want to come and join the mastermind where we've got quite a few people transitioning from primarily reselling to private labeling then that's at the amazonmastermind.com amazingly the the website's still up hasn't been taken down by amazon's lawyer so the amazonmastermind.com wow. <laughs> you're li living on borrowed time with that I am, url but that's okay but it's a redirect it's not my main site it's a redirect <laughs> <laughs> okay it's good though and your group in london is amazing it was an honor for me to be able to speak uh to that group not long ago and just a wonderful uh collection of of uh, smart folks so mm -hmm. that's really cool and it's it's a virtual as well now it's not just in person only or what's your stance in that yeah good good question i mean it's been virtual out of necessity only for yeah. the last year and we now have some options in the uk is kind of a bit are we is he isn't he sort of teetering on what is things are opening up or not so we'll end up doing a rhythm where we'll do mostly online and we'll do three maybe four meetings a year so that's what we're going to have as a rhythm going forwards it's great and the other thing, obviously, is that you mentioned some of the Kyle, uh, that you and Kyle have been working with some amazing clients, you know, the guy who did the Kickstarter campaign, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So where do people go to explore working with you guys? Sure. Winning on Shopify.com is our current URL, although we are rebranding our entire business later this uh, year. So that'll be exciting, but it'll always redirect to our new name and brand. But winning on Shopify.com is a location for applying for coaching, that Great. kind of thing. And we have tons of resources there as well. Yeah. And the last thing we ought to mention, Jason, before we forget, is that we've got a contest running. So you're the expert on contests. So just remind us how that how that works. We do. We've got a contest. If you're listening to this before the end of July 2021, then you can jump into it. Contests.theecommerceleader.com. It's contest, not no S there. So contest.theecommerceleader.com. Enter to win by subscribing to our podcast on your player of choice. And one lucky winner is going to win a $250 Visa gift card. And uh, of course, we're excited to have people subscribe to the podcast. It's just an honor. In Spotify, if you look for e-commerce with a dash between the E and the C, we're number one. We have a growing community of people who are loving the podcast. And it's just a huge honor to be able to do it. And your subscription on your player of choice is really, really helpful. Of course, a review would be great too, or a thumbs up or star or like, or whatever you can do on your player of choice to help us spread the word about the podcast. So there you go. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. 
If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.